Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. Happy to be back. Brandon, if you're suffering from bad COVID, right? Yeah. I've heard of... Yeah, there's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah there's a spectrum and I got the I got the bad end of it, which uh, which still still out there, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to be here, though. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to have you back, my partner in crime. It was uh, I was bummed that you got so sick last week just for your own health. Um, but a big <laughs> yeah. thanks to Dave Wagner Lodal for stepping in on the main pod and the Patreon pod. But it's just not been the same without you yeah. around, Josh. So you you were tuckered out and you lost your voice yeah. last week. It sounded pretty pretty miserable. <laughs> I, I couldn't even talk. Yeah, people talk about you know. Uh, you know, I'm one of these uh, white collar workers that had been working remotely for two years. And, you know, we started going back to the office and, you know, people have talked about the complaints about going back to the office. Like, oh, you know, I'm just more productive at home. Um, yeah. You know, it's like I don't want all the distractions. The other reason is like I don't want to get COVID. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like two weeks after commuting back to the office again, right. um, you know, I'm in the subway for 40 minutes, you know, in the morning and the evening, like yeah. poorly ventilated, people barely wearing their masks. Like, yeah. of course I was going to get COVID right away. I lived in part, <laughs> you know, two years in Brooklyn, didn't get it once uh, and then got it right off the bat. So yeah, I was just, I was surprised how bad it was. You know, you hear these stories about these, you know, Rafinha gets COVID and it's like, oh, okay, we'll see him in, <laughs> he'll be fine. We'll yeah. see him in 10 days, you know, but <laughs> Josh landed, gets COVID. And I was like, knocked out for i was like a ghost you know and i told i was talking to my wife about <laughs> yeah. this i was like i i got my personality back after like five days i had no personality for five days it was just gone it's crazy now if you were to show me a picture of uh rafinha's torso and his abs shirtless and yours i yeah. would say who's more likely to get bad covid um <laughs> yeah. i don't know i, know. I don't know if i could distinguish i'm not well, sure but I know, but I have lost, you know, I've lost 25 pounds yeah. the last year. I go to the gym all the time. I was like, you know, like I. You're yeah, on I've that athletic greens too, double Josh. Double vaxxed and boosted, yeah. you know, yeah. on the on the athletic greens thing. I'm like, you know. <laughs> see? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. There's the cough right there. Jeez, you know, so. Um, well, yeah, it's so, so neither you or I had had a single positive COVID test over the last right. two plus years. Yeah. Even my wife and we live in a tiny one bedroom apartment. She had tested positive minor symptoms. I was frantically testing positive. I had seen you for uh, your presentation at Fordham University for the podcast like yep. three days prior to I don't know how many days, three, four, five days prior to your uh, yeah, positive four, I think. test. Yep. So I was frantically uh, testing. Um, my wife and I had just gotten a kitten, and Leela was kind of like, "I kind of hope you test positive, and then you can stay home and, or you can not work and play with the cat all right, day, right. that sort of thing." But I, I still didn't get it. But there you were taking one for the cheaters. Yeah, and now it's now it's over nine. It's it's been nine days. I think I'm finally recovered. So thank you for carrying the torch while I was gone. Uh, major thank you to Dave Wagner Lodal for uh, appearing on the regular pod and the, and the, uh, he's really like the, um, like who's the, uh, I, I, I would, I don't want to say Pete Best because Pete Best was the guy who got kicked <laughs> off the Beatles, but he, I guess he's more like the Billy Preston, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you get, when you get Dave on the ivories, he, he's yeah. a maestro for Stickling sure. Tickling the ivories. Exactly. <laughs> so Thank you to Dave uh, very much for coming on the pod. It's really uh, great to have, uh, you know, such a such a reliable um, and smart and, you know, Dave's a great manager too, you know, great track record of yeah. success in fantasy too. So, Were you able to, to keep up yep. with the football uh, over the last week? 
I was. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, you know, it was, I mean, this weekend is certainly uh, in particular last weekend. I was, uh, uh, again, pretty, I mean, I watched the morning matches on Saturday, you know, it was, I went to the gym Saturday morning. I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was like, hit me like a lightning bolt, you know, yeah. it was Saturday morning. I was fine by Saturday evening. I, I couldn't speak, you know, it was really like <laughs> so sudden. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I caught up a little bit. I mean, I've just been kind of doing this like tiny green arrow thing. Um, looks like that's, that's where I am this weekend as well. I'm just sort of moving like a few hundred spots up every, every week. And so I've been kind of in this 30 K range and, um, feels like that's where I'm going to settle. You know, yeah. I'm just kind of looking ahead, looking at who I don't have right now. I mean, I just see a lot of minus fours in my future. I have one ship left to play. I've got a triple captain chip and, Probably going to use that in Mosal in Game Week 36. We can talk more about that. Um, right. I forgot you still have that triple captainship. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. It right? is fun. It's fun to have that. Yeah, it, it is. And I think, um, yeah, it's just, I, I just feel like I've got a lot of problems to solve right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's, I don't feel like I'm like kind of like uh, all systems go boom, 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 boom. Here's my final five. Tri- you know, we only have five game weeks left as a reminder, you know? Yeah. 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. You know, that's it. So can you know, we say one of our really, missions for the next few weeks is to destigmatize? If anybody out there is stigmatized by a minus four, a transfer penalty, yeah. uh, it's we're just going to be full on uh, minus fours for the rest of the season. Probably, honestly. I used one this week and it certainly didn't affect uh, my my green arrow so far. I, I didn't even make especially good transfers. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. We're, you know, we're halfway through the double game week, but you know, it's funny. I brought in Alex Tellez, which in the end I got four points from him. It's like, honestly, sure. fine. You know, like, I mean, I was, I would have had zero points. I would have had nothing like the way everything broke the last week or so was, was what made things a little bit tricky. Um, uh, cause I had, uh, Kieran Tierney went out, Matt Doherty went out and then Lacazette got COVID and, um, you know, two of those would have been double game week players for me. And so I sort of became this scramble, like, how, oh, like, what am I going to do this game week to kind of maximize it and you know it, there was just I, I i tinkered and tinkered and tinkered and i could not find a way to get to ronaldo or bruno in a way that really made sense i just could not get there without you know like a minus 12 or something like that and i was okay. like i'm just gonna make it minus 12 when one of the two matches is um is liverpool you know like yeah. the norwich match i assumed one of those guys would go off and then ronaldo did um you know it could have been i mean it could have been bruno on a different day right but um, and so I think, you know, but, but I, so I just couldn't get there. And so in the end I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. And so I, I, I made my three transfers. I brought in, uh, Chris Wood, even though I didn't love that move because obviously he's going to have to move again, but, um, he just kind of made the most sense because of Lacazette being out. Yeah. Um, I brought in Harvey Barnes just because I thought he was slightly more likely to start than James Madison this weekend. That was the sure. sole rationale there. Um, in the end, neither one started because, Brent Rodgers is all in in the Europa Conference League. That is the only thing. And yeah. why not, right? I don't know. I bet, like, there, I bet there are a lot of clubs. That, well, obviously, there are a lot of clubs <laughs> out there who that's the one That's the one trophy they don't have in their cabinet yet. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to finish like eighth or something. Like, yeah. would you rather like cruise your way into seventh place or would you rather win a title? You know, I mean, it does seem more fun. Sure. They're going to play Roma. Like, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. and if you're a fan, if you're a Leicester fan who's able to travel and get tickets, like, that's that's an yeah. incredible journey to take at a season. That, I think you're right. Like, this, the Premier League season is a write-off at this point. Yeah. I you can do think, up, you know, yeah, cool. right. 
I think Brendan Rodgers has kind of saved his reputation a little bit um, by yeah. not like totally cratering. It looks like yeah. at some point in the middle of the season, Lester could have finished around 14th. But yeah. so they've. I think his of, rep is fine. I, I think in some ways he benefits from, or he sort of suffers from high expectations. I mean, to take Lester and be Champions League contenders the last two years, win the right. FA Cup last year. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's really he's honestly done a pretty good job there, all, all things considered. I won't argue with that for sure. Yeah. So I I did not take a, a transfer hit, but I did make uh, two frees. I had two frees like you, Josh, and I brought in Chris Wood for Vague Horse. And you know, I kind of knew in making that move that that basically guaranteed that Vague Horse would get a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't I, the classic I honestly, ricochet off the crossbar. Uh, yeah, the tallest guy when the ball ricochets at the crossbar move. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have to really. And he'd leave Jay Rodriguez had to do all the hard work there. Um, and uh, you know, we still got one more game for Chris Wood to put that transfer right. I'm not holding my breath. And then uh, I had 6.2 million uh, left to use to fill a Rafinha blank. So I brought in Martin Odegaard. It was between Odegaard and Connor Gallagher, and. Uh, Arsenal with a double and I just the the Saka Odegaard connection uh, in that Southampton match was incredible the two of them looked so good and the fact that they weren't able to actually just put the ball into the net was really frustrating so like in the main I'm kind of happy with those transfers in that I I felt like I, I followed my my instinct on Chris Wood and, and made a, a smarter transfer with Odegaard and you know such as my yeah. my the trajectory of my seasons they just haven't come together in my team right now at, at, as of Sunday night I'm on 14 points with seven players having played so that's uh, everyone just getting appearance points except for Nick Pope who uh, got one save point so that's my my main return right now. Uh, so yeah, pretty, pretty standardly awful right now. Well, I've got, um, I've got Veghorst. Uh, so I, I did get my, uh, I didn't realize he got a yellow card today. Of course he got a yellow card. I yeah. There's some yellow. pushing and shoving happening there and yeah. he got, he got in the mix. <laughs> so I did get, I got my eight from Veghorst, which, uh, thank God, finally, uh, four from Tellez, three from Pope and three from Sun. I guess that's, that's where my points are mostly coming from. So I'm on. Uh, 26. And then I guess with the minus four, it's 22, but that is enough for a green arrow right now. And so I still in theory have Reese James, Harvey Barnes, Mo Salah, Broja, right? I mean, we still yeah. in theory get something for Broja, sure. um, Chris Wood, captain, Veghorst, um, Salah, Trent. So yeah, there's, there's, you know, lots, yeah. lots, lots to go here. Yeah. Um, I have, t- I have yeah. 10 players left to go. If you look it's, at these doubles, seven. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine. Yeah, I guess I've got nine and then ten if you count my captain. So, yeah, lot, lot wonderful stuff. Yep. Uh, the story is not yet written. We're crying like little crybabies right now. But catch us uh, later this week and we could be celebrating. Were we crying? I felt like we were pretty measured, honestly. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty measured uh, assessment of things. So the the other news is the FA Cup is now settled. We've got uh, a, what should be a really fun final, Liverpool-Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be really exciting. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of a shame that, uh, just the, the bracket didn't fall so that you could get Liverpool Man City, because it feels like that's like really the story of the season, right? All these great yeah. clashes between them. And I thought for some reason that Saturday match just didn't quite have it. 
Like uh, uh, you for- want it, I mean, there's one reason why, and uh, America is to blame for that. And when everything from City's goal mouth begins with Zach Stefan, and right. as a couple of yeah. guys who have watched the entire qualifying process for the U.S. men for the World Cup, Stefan just ain't it. He is. Yeah. I mean, he he suffers from lack of playing time for sure. Uh, but there's just something about him that is, he is not one of the greats in that long line of American goalkeepers from Brad Friedel, Tim Howard, Casey Keller, who have gone through the Premier League. Great track. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all, it all dies with Zach Stefan, unfortunately. Well, let's, let's see. I, I, we, there's always some tall guys in our pipeline. So let's, (laughs) let's hope that we keep that, keep that fresh. Um, so the, the, the big news though is, uh, game week 34 is, Settled. We have another double, Brandon. We have a. We're, we're pretty much settled at this point with all of the doubles uh, for the rest of the season. We know where they're going to fall more or less this weekend. Yeah. We have. Um. It's you know it's actually it's sort of far-reaching implications in some ways. But so we have Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea double. They play West Ham at home. Man United away. Uh, and that means that Man United double as well. They play uh, away to Arsenal and then home to Chelsea. Um because what they've basically done is sort of pull up a game week 37 fixture. Uh, that means now that man United blank in game week 37. So be cautious, you know, if you had, if you brought in players for 33 or if you're trying to load up for 34, I'm not sure anyone's really that excited to load up right now, man United players. But if you were, um, just be cautious that in two weeks time, you're going to have to probably drop, uh, you know, whoever you've got, especially because there's all these doubles in 37 as well. So, so that is now settled. So we know that we have this one double in 30, this, you know, these, these two teams to double in 34, nobody doubles in 35 and then 36 and 37 are, are both big, yeah. lots of doubles kind of spread across. Um, going to be very hard, I think, to plan to maximize both of those, especially when there's just, just not a lot of game weeks left. And, you know, you really want to take advantage of the, the big thing for me right now is trying to figure out if I can move Coutinho to bring in a like someone like Mason Mount and then bring Coutinho back in. Like, mm-hmm. how do I do that? Um, because in some ways it feels like I'm sort of like mortgaging the future there a little bit because I actually, you know, Aston Villa don't double in 34. Then they have three home matches. They, they play four matches in 36 and 37. So, and they play Norwich at home in 35. So it's kind of like, yeah. is it really worth doubling up on sort of, inconsistent Chelsea assets. I mean, you know, I feel pretty good about Mason Mount in general, but you know, is, is it really worth it yeah. uh, when I'm just going to want to bring those players back in anyway, you know? So it's, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest way to capitalize on all these doubles is with chips. You sort of just go for uh, Chelsea and Manchester United as best oh, yeah. you can in 34. If you've got, if you've been saving your wild card, then 35 is, is absolutely oh, when totally. you play it. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. You got chips? Use them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Free hits and uh, wild cards. Right, habits. right. Yeah, I think, I think the, mo- the most common thing <laughs> out there for, for people still holding their chips would be uh, the people with their, uh, you know, their second free hit. And then yeah. I, think, I think 37 uh, might be the time to play it because you can prep for 36 uh, yeah. and, and capitalize just through transfer policies, uh, et cetera. Yeah, and I think maybe um, we should know this week, um, I believe, when, the only thing that is not settled, I think it's the kind of the, the last unscheduled double is uh, with Man City. And they yeah, will either Wolves. Yeah, they'll either double in 36 or 37. And so if it, if it falls into 37 
and you have a free hit left and um, you don't have any Man City players, for example, that might really make 37 the ideal time to use it because yeah. you could just triple up a Man City and not kind of worry about it with the other transfers. And then you could spend 34 and 36 bringing in, you know, players from Spurs or Arsenal or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Arsenal, Arsenal kind of around that man, you camp where I'm like, yeah, do I really want to be spending any transfers on, on their players? What happened to the international break <laughs> with them? I don't understand it. It's like <laughs> the worst bad. international break ever. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, obviously Tierney and Partey being out are big misses. That's, that's like a spinal injury, but they like I feel like you shouldn't be this bad for the uh, the the type yeah. of form Arsenal were in yeah. losing uh, both Ab- those players. Abalaka, Tierney, Partey, right? That's like a yeah. I mean, I guess Tierney's in the left. So it's not it's not the total it's not a total spine, but it feels right. Feels like it, you know. I, yeah. 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 I'm, in, I'm interested to talk about Manchester United after we break because um I mean, they're coming out of a double here and then the double or I guess more what I'm mostly interested in talking about is Liverpool coming up, followed by Arsenal and then Chelsea. It's like a murderer's row of top four uh, club candidates and Manchester United, having watched Spurs and Arsenal lose, are suddenly like in with a chance to get that fourth spot. These are going to be huge, huge games for United. That is true. I mean, that, that United Arsenal game is Saturday morning and that, that is pretty fun. Like yeah. that is a, um, yeah, we may have to actually like finally reschedule our COVID postponed, yeah. uh, meetup, you know, maybe yes. we finally try to make that happen. So let's, uh, let's keep that in the back of our heads there. I'm not going to announce it this time because last time we did that and then I'll, everything <laughs> Don't jinx to hell. It. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it twice, but, uh, yeah, we'll let everybody know if we end up uh, doing something this time around. So, um, all right. Well, that is, that's your, that's your kind of intro. Uh, I want to talk uh, obviously mostly about Chelsea today, um, because I think that it's really important what you do with them because they have the double in 34, um, you know, pretty good one with West Ham and United. And then, uh, and then an even better one in 36, where they play Wolves and Leeds. So, uh, you know, bringing in, you know, Chelsea players, even on a hit or multiple hits, um, there's a kind of logic to it because it really is going to kind of pay off over the next couple of weeks. Um, you're sort of just, you're just getting those transfers out of the way in some way. Um, so, you know, if you're going to take a minus four and 36, just take that minus eight now, you know, and set mm-hmm. yourself up. So uh, we'll talk more about that. Um, I just wanted to quickly uh, shout out everyone on the Patreon community. Everyone was really uh, nice. I got a lot of direct messages from uh, Patreon. I did on Twitter a little bit as well. Uh, nice messages from people who are asking about, uh, my health and I, I really appreciate that and uh, you know thankfully I do I'm feeling quite a lot better thank thank goodness um so how's everything uh, thank, in the bedroom it's all right it's working yeah everything's still everything's still working thank okay. thank god yeah exactly so uh so everything is everything's still still good uh but I wanted to uh just a uh, you know a shout out to our patreon supporters because a lot of them were very and when I I sort of came back and said hello I basically took the week off and I, did, I didn't tweet I didn't uh I didn't uh, talk on the Slack. I didn't do anything. I just really, I really couldn't, you know? And so yeah. it was just, uh, uh, so it felt, it felt really good to get back this weekend. And even, even now I'm still sort of like, you know, it's like sort of putting your toes back in the water. A little sure. Bit, you got to you know? pace yourself. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Well, you, you missed the start of the forever young league, which is our, our new, uh, big prize for our Patreon supporters in which we reset the scoring uh to zero for game week 32 i've got some bad news for all of our supporters i see here after sunday's fixtures james bishop is number one on the forever young devastating league mr (laughs) mr jack pass himself 
Um, but yeah, if you if you join our uh, uh, Patreon now, we can still get you into that Forever Young League. It's got a two hundred and fifty dollar cash prize plus whatever you want from the always cheating shop. And yeah, any supporters out there who still haven't joined the Forever Young League, check out that post on Patreon. What else do you get for supporting the pod? Uh, we our eternal gratitude because it is late in the season, but you're also going to get our Thursday night ad free podcast every week where we can cover all the midweek action. Last week was a huge week for implications of Champions League and uh, Europa League matches. Also, Dean's List Manager of the Month Awards, Slack chat. We can review newsletters from Mini League Mate and uh, T-shirts at the higher tiers. Josh, uh, that's it. We love our patrons. Thanks to everyone who supports the pod. Yep, thanks to everyone who supports the podcast. Patreon.com slash alwayscheating is where you can go to support the cheaters. Uh, And let's take a break, and we'll get back to Game Week thirty. Four. Talking about 34, Brandon. That's the one. Okay. Pretty, cool. pretty see far you. along now, aren't we? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon, Josh. Hey, listeners, Brandon here. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. During the last two years, my work schedule, my life schedule, my diet, basically everything has been thrown into chaos. I'm sure some of you can relate. A few weeks ago, Athletic Greens sent me this amazing starter pack. And I've been using their product AG1 each morning, and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine, and now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, and it really does taste good, it has this sort of tropical flavor, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit, and it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com slash cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Ben, we're back. Game week 34 is upon us on Saturday. Kicks off early Saturday morning with Arsenal hosting Manchester United. A gigantic match now, a battle for fourth place. Uh, although I, I, I do think that Spurs are, are certainly the, the most well-positioned to, to yeah. take that. Um, looking at my squad right now, I have, um, you know, so that we have this double in, in 34 with uh, Man United and Chelsea. I have two players right now from Chelsea. I have... Uh, Reese James, you know, regret of regrets going for him over, uh, going for him over, uh, Rudiger, uh, it's cost mm-hmm. me 12 points so far. Um, and yeah. And then I've got, I've got Alex Tellez who I suppose, um, I suppose I'll start him as well. Right. So I'll have, uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Right. I mean, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home. I don't know what I'm getting from him, but he's Luke, a, take, a taker of corners. Well, so. that's right. I got an assist from him this weekend on yeah. the corner and he's, you know, so he's like, yeah, he's, he's, he, you know, he's kind of a marauding fullback, you know, mm-hmm. I, is he marauding? I don't really know. Their defense is so bad though. It's crazy. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's just wild watching them play. Like they, <laughs> they got so caught out on that second goal. Yeah. I, like Norwich, like, yeah. you know, like I can't imagine what's going to happen in this Liverpool match in a couple of days. Like I do wonder uh, what kind of dreams does David De Gea have? They, they, he must have like the most terrifying dreams. Yeah. He he continually bailed them out in the second half uh, when it looked like Norwich was just feeling it. They're you know the, the electricity coursing through them and they were going to run yeah. away with it. And De Gea made a few saves. Yeah. Man, he's good, but yeah, their defense is is quite bad, but. I mean, when that double gets announced for 34, you've got to be feeling decent about the Tellez pickup. Just f- fixture volume. I feel like I've said the phrase fixture volume. Uh, yeah. Especially regarding Burnley and Leicester. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I did it. I was like, yeah. well, you know, because it was rumored that this was going to happen if um, if if Chelsea won. And so I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I there wasn't like any players I was really like super enamored with as far as I'm sure you guys talked about this a lot with Dave uh, last week, but you know, mm-hmm. it was like all the defender options for 33 outside of just going straight up with like Cancelo. But even that I thought had some risk cause he's just started so many matches recently mm-hmm. and then started again in the FA cup um, yesterday. And so, I mean, at some point, I don't know, but then, yeah, I guess, I don't know. He's now he's suspended for the champ for, for um, the champions league uh, first leg. So maybe, maybe that's when he gets uh, his rest. Anyway, so, you know, I thought about just going with, with him, but in the end I was like, well, I'll go with Tellez and, and yeah. you know, um, um, anyway, so, so right now I, I mean, I actually like the look of my team in general, but I just feel like I need to, I, you know, that what I would consider doing was we, we take it on minus four, um, probably, and you know, the move I'd actually kind of like to do Brandon would yeah. be, uh, Timo Werner. As crazy as that sounds, he's and in he's in the form of his life at least uh, at Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So bringing in a Werner would be a, at least a mild possibility, something I would consider. Let's see, how much does Werner cost at the moment? Can you do just a straight swap Coutinho to Werner? Well, he's a forward. So, oh right, right. Um, I don't know why. I just assume all uh, you know a wing. Uh, forwards uh, i could do you know what 
I am uh, 0.1 short of going Veghorst to Werner, but I could go Wood to Werner. So 8.6 for Werner right now. Yeah. Okay. So I could go, I could go Wood to Werner and then I would not be doubled up on, on the Chelsea defense. The other move I could make would just be to finally resolve the Doherty problem and go Doherty to, um, go Doherty to Rudiger okay. and, and do that. Or what I could do is I could go Coutinho to Mount and Doherty to Rudiger. And that would be a minus four. So okay. that's in some ways that's maybe the most appealing because um, I like Mount as a captain option a lot this week. We can talk more about captains in a second. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say I'm not especially, I'm not particularly enamored with, um, with Havertz. Do you still have Havertz in your team? I do, yeah. If yeah. you look at my bus team, he's my captain. And I don't know. Havertz starts all the matches. He plays in the forward-most role. It's just not really... He's been getting his head on things and so on and so forth. No, no like, clear big chances. Yeah. The way um, the way Timo and Mount are sort of working the attack. So you're, you're in you're in this dangerous territory of Kai Havertz becoming the Lacazette of Chelsea at the moment, where he's just the yeah. you know the wall in which all the balls the passes are bounced off of to create the attack. But um, for me, where you know I I have a poor rank and I'll look for opportunities to be different and to gain. I don't think Havertz is going to be super widely captained. Uh, particularly with everybody sort of moving on Mason Mount, who's in terrific form. So I do like Havertz for me as a captaincy option because you just talk about the variance that we've seen this season. And, you know, Mount is going to score a hat trick one week and Havertz can do it another. Ronaldo looks like he might never come back from, you know, Portugal ever again. And he returns to to the United lineup and scores a hat trick. I think this is just kind of the way it's been going. So yep. I, I I think because I'm, I'm kind of sure that Havertz will start both matches that I'm happy to captain him. No, I think that makes sense. Um, I think, uh, well, let, let's, let's talk about captains more in a second, but as far as transfers, is there a, how much do you have in the bank right now? I have 0.7 in the bank. So if I were to uh, target anyone, it would be Mason Mount coming in for, uh, Bakayo Saka, right? And I can do that move, and I I, I, I don't think hate that, that honestly. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. And you know, my my sort of uh, feelings about Saka recently have been have been noted, have been highlighted on this podcast. Uh, so that might be something I do. Um, there is a part of me though that just that um, might hold. Uh, I can't. I can't afford any Manchester United players without a minus four, uh, unless it's a defender. And um, I don't, I don't hate starting any of my defenders at the moment. And the option, the other option there would be to double up on Chelsea defense. And I have to admit, I don't really trust the Chelsea defense so far as I would want to double on them. So Havertz yeah. and James, Reese James, with no Manchester United coverage doesn't seem like an insane way to approach game week 34. No, it doesn't. But I think, um, I think, I think socket amount makes sense, especially cause you've already got Odegaard, you know, it's like how many, uh, how many, uh, Arsenal midfielders do you need at the moment? You know, like how many, yeah, it's one, true. One seems like what one is almost too many at the moment, honestly, <laughs> especially, especially without a forward. Now, I mean, now, now it's like, 
it's going to be even easier to stop them, right? Like they don't have a forward, like they, and they're kind of not playing anyone in that position. So it's almost like they're just kind of passing the ball around. I mean, I I don't know. I guess they did create some chance against Southampton to give them credit, but um, it it, it doesn't feel like they've kind of figured out what, what to do yet. And, uh, you know, unfortunately they just need a better, I mean, they need a finisher, you know, that's, I mean, clearly. And so, um, I, I was a little surprised that Martinelli didn't kind of get a run out as the as a forward. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, start Smith Rowe and Martinelli together. Yeah. I feel like that's been an issue for Arteta um, since Martinelli sort of had his his rise Moment. to glory this yeah. season. He couldn't figure out a, a way to play both Smith Rowe and Martinelli, and maybe that was working uh, for a while. But now that Lacazette's out. Yeah. They could really use uh, a little bit of chemistry with all those players to be able to start, and um, because Enkedia is he's he's not it. Well, let me pull back the um, pull back a little bit for a second, and and just talk about Chelsea because I, I did take a look at some um, some data for Chelsea just because I I felt like I hadn't kind of taken like a ten thousand foot view of them for a little while. So here's here's what's going on with Chelsea right now. So um, in the FA Cup today. Had a 2-0 win. Uh, he had a uh, Mason Mount goal. He had a team of Werner assist. He had a Ruben Loftus-Cheek goal. So mm-hmm. Mount goal, Werner assist, Brandon. Get used to hearing that combination. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, in the last week, played uh, two uh, Champions League matches against Real, Real, uh, Real Madrid. They ultimately lost those. Um, the second match in particular was very competitive. As uh, Everybody saw they actually won 3-2, but they lost on, on total goals. Um, they had... Um, it's a Pyrrhic uh, across, victory, Josh. A Pyrrhic victory, that's true. Uh, but across those two legs, uh, Werner and uh, Mountain Werner had a goal and an assist each. Uh, he had a Rudiger goal, he had a Havertz goal, uh, and there were five total goals conceded. So it was a very action-packed uh, two-legged <laughs> match. But yeah. again, Mountain Werner very much the the sort of dominant forces. Um, and then Rudiger actually that was that was his second goal in in the last yeah. um, I think six weeks. Um, and then in the Premier League, over the last five weeks, um, they've scored 15 total goals across those far, uh, the, across those five game weeks. Uh, they've conceded five, um, although four of them uh, were in that one kind of fluky match against Brentford. Um, otherwise, they've conceded just one goal in the other four matches. Yeah. Um, James has been starting everything but the Premier League matches. Um, and uh, Hobbits and Mount have started um, five of the five matches. Uh, and Timo Werner has started four out of the five. So I was a little surprised that Werner had started four out of five. I, I didn't, you know, I know that he was in good form, but I, I, I thought maybe some of that was coming off the bench. And so to see that he's actually been a pretty steady starter for them, um, yeah. and especially now that they don't have the Champions League to kind of deal with, or the FA Cup until several weeks from now, um, I would imagine that Havertz, Werner, Mount would all be seeing quite a few starts together over the next few weeks. Yeah, that is like the uh, the front three of choice for Tuchel now. I do wish that Havertz's last name was uh, Du, uh, because I see uh, Werner, a great a great ginger ale soft uh, soft drink, Werner's from yep. from Michigan. Yeah, and then you've got Mount. Uh, you know, you're that close to Werner's and Mountain Dew, and. <laughs> I feel like uh, that <laughs> that would bad. be a wonderful FPL team name, but it's not it. It's 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 Verners and Mountain Havertz. Uh, I will say that the the Ruben Loftus cheat goal against Crystal Palace, 
you could kind of give that uh, a little bit of a cheeky assist to Havertz because Havertz did work it to the byline to yeah. cross and then it popped out to RLC. Mm-hmm. So it's like for all those who are trying to find the, the, the sliver of light for Havertz and how how is he impacting all the goals being scored apart from the one goal that he's scored here in the uh, Champions League tie. But yeah, I think if you're starting from scratch with Chelsea, Reese James and Mason Mount seem to be the guys. And then uh, Timo Werner is the ideal uh, opportunistic punt. Totally. I mean, you know, we all we've all been there with Werner. We've all many of anyone who's played for more than a year uh, last season. I mean, Timo Werner started the season as like the most highly. It was like, I mean, a classic, a classic trap that we all fell into. Sure. We don't don't overinvest in the in the in the new transfer as like one of the like cardinal you know rules of, of fantasy but you know we all kind of jumped on it because he just looked so good in the summer and um most of us had done fantasy bundesliga because they restarted early and uh he looked awesome for uh, yeah. rb leipzig and so uh, then he came in and he like became like the you know like the um living embodiment of the clown meme you know of like the uh <laughs> very much like when fernando there. torres uh, got to chelsea just like what what happened? Yeah. What yeah, the, magic was taken away from this man? Yeah, it, like yeah, a lot of it feels like there's like a long history of of forwards going to Chelsea and like the wheels just completely. Sure. Lukaku, you know, for instance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, he said Werner just being another one, but um, and yeah, it seems like he's found something. Um, he's sort of um, it's 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 really working for him right now, and you know I think we all rate him certainly, and so I am you know the. Part of the theme of the season, Brendan, is fresh slate. You know, start start new. So Tabula Rasa, Tabula Rasa. So, so I'm I'm down for you know uh, maybe maybe doing team of Werner. It would it would fit my team a little bit better in some ways. It would make things a little bit easier for me transfer wise. So you know, it's a possibility. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll bring in Timo Werner, <laughs> captain. Sure. Why not? I mean, this season yeah. has been insane enough yeah, already. Like let's just let's just pile on with the insanity. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I mean, let's let's spare a, a quick moment for Chelsea's defense because sure. I feel like the clean sheets that they've kept of late, uh, as you know, few and far between as I felt like they are, as much as we thought like Chelsea's defense was so awesome earlier in this season, kind of like lucking in to clean sheets at the moment. It, it seems to largely depend on what which version of. Mendy and Tiago Silva uh, show yeah. up. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the as you as you were just saying, the clownish version of these guys or the good version of these. I guys? mean, Mendy has been good um, recently, in particular. I feel like, and um, I don't know. I mean, I guess they just could, they conceded just whatever it was six goals um, to or five goals to Real Madrid. But in general, I feel like Mendy, you know, has been has been stronger because yeah. that's some really good stops. And um, yeah, I think. <laughs> I would say I don't really wouldn't trust. I mean, okay, here, how about this? If you don't have Reese James right now, would you recommend someone bring Reese James into the team? <laughs> well, it, that it, it's it's a decision point, um, much like Timo Werner. Um, well, not much like him, but like you you would recommend Timo Werner to somebody in a dark alleyway who says, "Listen, I need a boost. What can I get?" Yeah, uh, and Reese James, even though he's just been an absolute disaster since his brace that he scored a month ago, um, I feel like you have to take a chance on a player like that and a double when you need to make up points. If you 
are well positioned, be it your overall or your mini league, I think then I'd be more reticent to recommend Reese James because I don't fear him at all at the moment. Yeah, it's just like you just don't. It's hard to like. I don't really know. It's so like like, you're suggesting you 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 would have him out of fear in a way. No, no, not at all. I'm I'm actually saying that I would not necessarily suggest bringing him in. I mean, you know, it's like he is explosive, but I mean, at this point, it's um, I think that he's a. Let's also let's note that risk uh, rotation risk. Yes, um, possibly. And also, like in the uh, FA Cup semifinal against Palace, he played as a third center back. And then you had Aspilicueta on the right, who was actually the the winger there. Yeah. And save his legs a little bit. That's interesting. Uh, possibly. I'm not big brained enough to know um, how that matched up against the, the Palace attack. But um, that's a concern that some managers would say, well, why would I bring in Reese James if his whole appeal is his attack and now he's being tucked into a back three with yeah. Tuchel? And for a defense that's had some issues uh, lately, if this is working uh, for Tuchel, then he might not choose to change it. So anyway, that's like giving the full, all the different yeah. sides of the argument. It's it's, a, it's kind of hard to look at the defensive starts the last few weeks when you factor in all of the other, all the matches that were being played, you know, the Champions League matches, the FA Cup matches, Premier League, a lot of double game weeks, matches that had to get made up. Like, you look back and there's, outside of Rudiger, there's almost nobody who has like a, a, a track record that you can look at and be like, oh yeah, this is this guy is going to be a starter mm-hmm. um, the next few weeks. And, you know, so now that things are a little more stable, I'm, you know, I'm not even sure I necessarily know what I think the most stable version of that defense is. It probably does have Reese James in it. It probably has, I mean, it certainly has Rudiger. It probably has Thiago Silva. I would say that he's a pretty safe bet in that central midfield spot. This, I mean, this, this, you know, the central defensive mm-hmm. midfield spot. Not the, take the word midfield out. The central, the central, the central <laughs> center central back. defense. But yeah, they said the central center back is what I'm trying yeah, to gotcha. say. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and you know, so he's he's pretty safe, I'd say. But from there, I think Aspilicueta and um, and Christensen and Chalaba and even Marcus Alonso. I think that all of those players are at great risk of of not starting some of these matches. And I think that you know really. Just, I, I would just not necessarily try to spend my energy there. I think I'd rather yeah. take a punt on outside of Rudiger, who I think is worth a transfer. And I, I think everyone else is not necessarily worth a minus four uh, because I just don't know if you're going to get the whole reason to take a minus four for double game week players is because you're, you're going to get two matches out of them. But if I'm just taking a minus four and all I'm getting is Arsenal away or whatever, <laughs> right. it's like it's not really worth it necessarily. Uh, speaking of it might not be worth it necessarily, we can move on to point number two here for yeah. game week 34, and that's Manchester United. What about them? So, yeah. Josh, uh, you've pulled you've pulled some numbers. You've pulled some thoughts together here. Where are you at with after one week with Alex Tellas and, and watching Ronaldo just. Uh, oh, yeah. Get nuts. Alex. The, the yeah. Step aside. Callum Wilson. Alex, the truth. Tell us. <laughs> Uh, he's, uh-huh. he's my main man. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I like Alex Tellas. I like, he's got a cool look, you know, 
decent crosser of the ball, sure. good on corners. Yeah, we always um, we assumed he would immediately walk into that starting lineup with Manchester United at the start of the season just based on how cool he looked alone. Good look. Yeah, yeah. good look. Um, but, you know, he, he hasn't, he has, he's been rotating with, with Shaw and, you know, Bruno, uh, it's just, uh, not been, not been his year, certainly since, uh, Ronaldo joined and, uh, zero goals, one assist since game week 27, you know, I watched the Norwich match, uh, same, same old stuff, right? I mean, this guy just needs, he needs to be the alpha, you know, clearly. And I don't know. I mean, like this is like Josh Landon psychology corner I get, and like maybe not everyone agrees with you in this, but like. You take Ronaldo out of that team and suddenly he's back to being absolutely terrific and absolutely bossing it and scoring tons of goals and assisting things. I'm not saying that necessarily makes Man United better. I mean, I personally think it does. Uh, but I don't I did for whatever reason, it feels like when everything's getting funneled towards finding Ronaldo the ball, mm-hmm. that does not seem to bring out the best in Bruno for whatever reason. You know, either either because of ego or because it doesn't suit his particular game or whatever. And so um, yeah. And so I'm just not, I'm not feeling Bruno at all. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I'm not either. I mean, if there was a standout midfielder in that Norwich city match, it was Alanga. He, yeah. he was actually very good. Yeah. And I, when you, when you talk about when Bruno was the alpha in Manchester United's attack, even earlier this season before Ronaldo arrived, it's wild how much the starting lineup for Manchester United has changed since then where you're you've got Rashford and Martial uh and and the like who Bruno is working with and now it's a completely reformed attack I mean Sancho is is trying to come into form still they started Jesse Lingard against Norwich um I I just think it's um it's just a strange moment yeah. to to try to be the the band leader there was a moment watching that match and watching Lingard express his frustration or whatever. You were just like, why did you, why did you come back for this, man? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like the guy who turns down the job, yeah. you know, to stay at the old job. And you're like, you know, you should have just taken the offer. Well, man. everyone, everyone looks at Ruben Loftus-Cheek and you're like, you know, the Chelsea were just trying to, um, you know, shuttle him off to Palace and Fulham and, Loftus Cheek says, "Well, I'll come back, and I'll sure I'll score the yeah. game winner and in, uh, in the FA Cup semifinal. I'll you know I'll play and be competitive in the Champions League. Everybody thinks that's going to be the, their story arc. Jesse Lingard thought he was going to be Ruben Loftus Cheek. Right? He did have that's, one moment in the fair. Champions League. That's uh, true. I guess you don't reach the heights of these guys without a rational, yeah. insane confidence, right? So I, I guess you've always got to see everything through that lens. So." The other one is is you know so Bruno. Um, I mean, obviously Bruno was it was a major talking point going into thirty three. So everyone's probably sick of doing the Bruno thing. If you didn't bring him in for thirty three, you're probably not going to bring him in for thirty four. Uh, Ronaldo was at least slightly more interesting uh, because you know it's a it's. I mean, he's got two hat tricks in the last four weeks. Like it's, you've got to note it, right? Yeah, um, noted. Six goals, yeah. And so he's got two hat tricks, a one pointer, and two missed starts due to injury. The classic like. 37 year olds fading legend the Ross, like the resume right there. Right. right? It's like, he's not going to stay healthy. He's going to have some bad games, probably going to pick up a yellow in his bad games. Cause he can get frustrated. And then I'll probably get a couple of hat tricks too. And yeah. you know, and one of those is against Spurs. I mean, you know, so it wasn't like he just beat up on, on the Norwiches of the world. Um, so, 
you know, I mean, it's not a it's not a great double for them, uh, but would not shock me if Ronaldo got a couple of goals. I mean, the, the problem is, is there's just no way to get there to him easily. <laughs> you know, you like Kane to Ronaldo would be the one way to make it work, and um, and Kane, they, they, you know, the Spurs play Brentford, which is a pretty good match, right? Like, give me, yeah. give me. Kane in one versus Ronaldo in two, I'd say, you know, when you think about the Brentford match. Yeah, I agree. And I have Kane that I, the only way for me to get Ronaldo would be to drop one or two people, Salah, well, yeah, Salah or Kane. And maybe, I mean, Salah would be the easier player to drop at this point. Let's see what he does against Manchester United. But I just, you mentioned Spurs are favored to get that top four position, and they're favored because we expect them to win some matches. I don't expect to, uh, for Kane to just be an assist machine for the rest of the season. He's going to score some more goals before the season is over, and I just don't really want to miss out on that yep. personally. Yep. No, and uh, so Ronaldo is just – unless – unless you're just done with Mosala, unless you've just decided you don't, you just like, don't trust him or you're, you're willing to, I mean, okay, let's say like you're desperate, right? Let's say you're, you know, um, you really want to win your mini league, your overall rank doesn't matter to you. You're not tracking every season, you know, your hall of fame ranking or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to bring in, you know, I'm going to bring in Ronaldo and just see if I can do it. Then sure. I mean, that would be one way to do it. This is Ronaldo or Timo Werner. Uh, bigger upside uh, over the next, say, two game weeks? Well, that's interesting. If you looked at it through three game weeks, um, I guess I'd say Werner because you get the the two doubles with um, with Chelsea in 34 and 36. So, yeah. um, so I'll say Werner, I guess. I mean, you know, it feels like Chelsea's more likely to score like seven goals in a match than, than Man United are, right? Yeah. And so if they're going to do that, I, I, I'd assume that Werner would be more involved than you know, or that, that he'd be pretty involved. I just, I, you know, maybe yeah, I just don't seem like they're set up right now to like kind of wax anybody. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the nature of the Ronaldo goals, it's like splitting hairs. Um, I mean, Tim Krul's got to do better on that free kick. I, I can't take goals away from Ronaldo, but uh, how replicatable is that Ronaldo hat trick? No, it's not like he's ever done that before, but. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to try. I, I'm just trying to. How do you actually say Timo Werner is better a better option than Ronaldo? It's a stretch, but this is really um, the be a big boy uh, or a big girl in your fantasy season. If you really feel like you've got to make moves, this is what you have to do. You have to decide to drop Salah or Kane to make yeah. this happen. Yeah, and that's Sal- really the end of it. Salah to Mason Mount and then Veghorst to Ronaldo. It's probably yeah. enough money to make that work, you know? So I don't know. Go for it. And then maybe, 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 maybe make it a minus eight and you bring in uh wood to Werner too, you know, just, just have fun with it, you know, get crazy. <laughs> get all three. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then you have uh, Jaden Sancho, one goal, one assist, three blank in the last five. I, you know, I, I just don't really see, a lot of excitement there. I realize they play on Tuesday. Maybe they're going to like just blow us all away on Tuesday, but I, um, at the moment it's, it's hard to really like recommend any of these attacking players. And, you know, there's really just no one else trustworthy worth talking about. And, you know, the defense remains dreadful. I certainly wouldn't recommend bringing in a De Gea even, you know, and then you're just, you're just not going to get enough saves to make up. It's like, it's like having Nick Pope. It's just like, 
why did I do that? You know, it's just like a total waste. Like, great. I've got Nick Pope, um, you know, and so it's, um, yeah, they're, they're always going to concede. And so that, that's just true. Man, United as well. There's always going to concede. And so, um, yeah, just, just stay away. And honestly, probably just stay away from the whole team. I, I wouldn't recommend t- like burning any transfers on Man United players in 34 outside of this kind of scenario that we painted where, yeah. you know, you're really desperate. You're willing to do anything, just like exactly. grotesque yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in agreement there. So the sort of the less said about Manchester United, the better, which takes us to the captaincy discussion. So we gave our own thoughts about who we're looking to captain on our teams. Right now I'm on Havertz, and you're on uh, Mo Salah with an eye toward Mason Mount. So it seems like if I had, if I had to, odds are pretty good that you're going to get Mount in, you think, Josh, and captain him? I don't know. I wouldn't say the odds are, I'd say the odds are okay. Um, I'd say it just depends. I, I, I could start, it sort of depends on how I feel. I mean, maybe it might depend on how the next few days go. Honestly, let's see where my rank takes me the next few days, you know, see how, uh, how much I hate my team by the time, uh, Thursday's matches are, you know, we'll cluttered. I mean, yeah. you know, if that course does something again on Thursday, then maybe, Maybe moving Chris Wood too, you know, instead of Veghorse as a move that makes a little more sense. Um, Do you think Veghorse has a shot at the Golden Boot still this season? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I would be. If, if if he isn't 11 million next year and starting for. Would you, know, you actually, say he's. he's uh, gonna be, he, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be so valuable. He's going to be. He's actually not going to be able to play for any one team. They're going to. Everyone's going to get him for four weeks at a time. Right. They're going to shuffle him around. I think he is a, a dark horse candidate for the Golden Boot this season. <laughs> That's what I'll say hor- about that. A dark horse. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think my rough captain order, I mean, this is just like, you know, we could split hairs about this a little bit would be, uh, Mason Mount, Rudiger, Sala. I mean, like Liverpool play Everton at home. That is an incredible match for, for Mo Salah. Um, Timo historically Werner, the Merseyside Derby has been a pretty tight fixture. I, now I, it's, it's true, but this is like, this is a Frank Lampard, like relegation <laughs> scrap Everton squad. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think Liverpool are going to win that one big, um, Werner, Ronaldo, Havertz and Bruno. So I've got Bruno kind of the end of my, of my list of captain options. Uh, Mountain Rudiger are the two that, that I'd, I'd put at the top. I, I maybe Havertz that I have a little too low. Maybe I'm just sort of, unfairly maligning him a little bit, but I just don't totally trust him. That's really where it comes down with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting absentees from the list are Hungman's son and Harry Kane, but Brentford are in good form. Uh, incredible late win against Watford. Like Watford yeah. got Watforded. Uh, it was, it was almost like the mirror image of when Troy Deeney goes and smashes in the goal after the missed penalty to actually get Watford promoted. Uh, and then Watford ends up missing a huge chance, and then Brentford go down to the other end and effectively relegate them. Uh, they were already dead anyway. But uh, Brentford are also, uh, you know, quite good at home. So is this a good match for Spurs or not? Uh, but I, I think you do have to consider Kane and Son in your captaincy order here. 
Yeah, that, that's true. I'd throw them in. Speaking of late headers, by the way, that Bruno um, Gamarez, I'm not sure how to yeah. say his, his sure. second name, but yeah, he, 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 that what a great goal that was to end that match. I mean, I, I no, I had no special fantasy stakes in one or the other, but it was just like a beautiful bullet header to, to win that game. Yeah. Just landed perfectly in the air, him in stride. And he just, all he had to do was just like use his momentum and launch himself into the, the air and mm-hmm. bada boom, bada bing. It's it beautiful. Was yeah. It was incredible. just fun to watch. Yeah. So, Brian, one final thing about 34. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Man United and Chelsea. We have not probably talked nearly enough about Man City yet. Uh, not only because they play Watford at home in the game of 34, but their run from there is fantastic. I mean, yeah. they actually haven't played their game of 33 fixture yet. They play Brighton at home and, and uh, on Wednesday. But then they they play Watford on Saturday Leads away Newcastle, West Ham, Villa, and and the Wolves match that still has to get played. I mean, they don't have. I, I don't even see a point dropped <laughs> down the stretch for them, and you know I don't see a lot of goals conceded either. Like it's a really great stretch for them in the season. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so you've got lots of options. I mean, the ones that are near the top for me personally would be, you know, just bite that bullet and go solid to Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, he, he got an all important rest in the FA cup fixture against Liverpool. So they're just getting, getting him ready for a long run in with the champions league as well. And then Ederson, I think is, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out here by myself dying on this hill, Josh, the premium keeper hill. Uh, but I, I think Cancelo is assumed you should all have Cancelo just the sheer points per price, best value in man city gotta have him uh i i believe and uh, so I, I like the Cancelo ederson de bruyne triple up and just thinking about the points where you can <clears throat> sort of twist yourself and not trying to figure out how mares and foden open up more cash for you uh but I, that just that just always ends up being too fraught for me yeah you know it's funny i don't actually have uh Cancelo, and if Cancelo were to be rested um, in that Brighton match at midweek, then you can make a real case for just going for Cancelo over any of these defender options that we talked about. Like any, you're going for Cancelo over any Chelsea defender, any Manchester United defender, et cetera. Exactly. <laughs> Josh, is, Josh, I wish everyone could see this. He's losing it. He's, he's I think he has button. COVID again. This is unfortunate. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so frustrating. To, <laughs> know, okay. So yeah, Cancelo tick. Yeah, he's he's the highest priority, especially if you don't have him. But I'm asking you personally, Josh, like who is the other one other city asset that you covet? Is there one? Because this is always the issue with it's only, city is that they're always yeah. like the best team with the best players, but you never really end up wanting anyone in particular. Yep. It's KDB, Laporte, and uh and um Cancelo. And that's really it. I mean, I don't yeah. the midfield, I mean, Bernardo, I been there, done that. Too too stressful. Foden, too inconsistent. Um, there's just kind of nobody that I really want, I think, outside of maybe having two defenders, you know, and, yeah. and every two defenders I think makes a lot of sense because I, I see a lot of clean sheets down the line for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, we really have to reckon with City. We haven't talked nearly enough about them just because they have Somehow not have have had any double game weeks through this entire 
long chip season where it seems every other team has had about 50 double game weeks. Uh, but I think as soon as that Wolves fixture, as soon as we know whether it's in 36 or 37, that's when the dominoes start to fall uh, for when you need to get get serious about City, if not this week. Because, yeah, these, these fixtures for the run-in are ridiculous. They won't intend in dropping any points, obviously. Whereas yeah. Liverpool, uh, I mean, the, oh, prediction time here, Josh. Like City don't drop points. Liverpool, they do play, They do uh, face Manchester United midweek. Merseyside Derby followed. Then Newcastle Spurs. Spurs will be a really interesting match in game week 36. Villa, Southampton, and Wolves. So it's, it's still um, a pretty clear path for Liverpool too, except for that. Spurs fixture in, in 36, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I think they're probably, you know, I think they'll still win that one as well. I think, uh, yeah, for them, they just need to find a way to not drop a point and have Man City drop one somewhere. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what see what happens. That's there, I, how it yeah. breaks down, everybody. Um, have we broken down Game Week 34 enough? Like any final thoughts on these fixtures other than it like starts with a barn burner? Uh, early Saturday, Arsenal United. That's going to be an incredible match, I think. I think it'll be great too. But um, yeah, that, that's it. I think um, I, I feel like I'm about to descend into a um, another coughing spell here. So I think let's 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 let's, let's do it. Let's come to an early stop on this week's pod. Conserve my energy. Be ready for next week's you know regular episode and for the Patreon pod, of course. Absolutely, we'll put uh, you in cotton wool well. here. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for everyone listening. Uh, thanks for all the the nice messages everybody sent me. Uh, Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, and if you want to support us on Patreon, visit us at patreon.com slash cheating. We love to thank our producer patrons each podcast, and thanks to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Pan, Martin Savage, Brian T, The Big Gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rossell, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uang, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shib Morjoria, Rom Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanoas, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospith, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Robert and Bob Fox. Rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on social media. At Hell Cheaters is where we're most active on Twitter. Email hellcheaters at gmail.com. Visit our website, alwayscheating.com. And everyone, uh, be safe. Um, if you're feeling symptoms, get tested and call in sick to work. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the rest of the matches this week as well. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.